Hi guys, welcome to The Hard Curry. I'm your host Adam Fitch. As always with this series, I'm going to walk you through what's happened in the world of esports business in the past week and explain why things matter if it's not already obvious. Uh, first of all, as, as always, kind of um, for the past few episodes at least, I just want to um, wish you all good health, make sure you're all okay. I hope your family and friends are fine and work's going all right for you as well because I know it's a tricky time for many. I'm um, lucky to be in the position I'm in, uh, but I know um, so, so, so many people are not quite as lucky really, so... Yeah, I hope you're all doing well, and um, I hope this is a bit of escapism for the next 10-15 minutes at least for you, you know. No, so yeah, I'm going to go through what's happened in the past week. It's been quite a stacked one, actually. Um, there's been lots going on in the past month or two anyway, realistically, but um, quite a lot of high-caliber happenings and such, uh, and headlines at least uh, for the past week. So first of all, we'll get into um, the, the, what I consider to be the biggest, I guess, or like what will uh, interest the most people, which is BMW. So, you know, the, the German automotive giant, like fucking everyone knows a Beamer, uh, has partnered with five organizations. So it was already partnered with Cloud9, but I believe that was on a, glo- a local level where this is where this is a, a global effort from BMW. So we've got Cloud9, we've got London-based Fnatic, we've got Chinese Fun Plus Phoenix, we've got um, German G2 Esports, and we have got T1, you know T1, multinational, but Korean, right? So, yeah, five big organizations by by any standard really following reputation uh, money behind them backing you know like there's a lot there and um bmw this is classed as it's like expanded esports efforts and like uh, the first one on the global basis because it partnered with their uh, pain gaming uh earlier this year i think it was or maybe december but i think january uh i'd have to look into that but that was on a local level for brazil whereas the, these are global partnerships right so um yeah i already worked with cloud nine um, some cool stuff came out of it, but I'm hoping we see a lot more with this one. So the partnership, uh, a lot of it will be to do with content, as you'd imagine, really, right? Um, it's, it's hard for BMW to put itself out there on sports at the moment. So come to eSports, even though it's been in the works for a while. Uh, come to eSports and, and shove loads of content together, cool content that you wouldn't see elsewhere. That'll be the best way of doing things, you know? Jersey sponsorships. So BMW is huge on G2's jersey. People complaining about it, um, but I imagine they'll change it at some point because of peer pressure. But realistically, it is how it is, and I think it should stay that way. If that's what G2 uh, has agreed upon with BMW, or that that's how they feel, um, it best suits the jersey, you know. And then, like, so apparently they're going to share information. I don't, I don't really know what that means as such. Uh, maybe to have better help. BMW understand what the hell's going on in esports, or um, BMW uses te- technology to help um, enable some new things in esports with these organisations. Who really knows? Yeah, they call it a technology transfer with, between BMW's engineers and designers, uh, both on the sad- a software and hardware level. So it's not very precise and specific on that front, but it seems like there's a, a lot going on, you know. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be the global approach. So yeah, um, in in a comment. In a quote from BMW, they said, um, we aim to use our design and innovation skills to help shape the discipline in the long term. Uh, our esports involvement is an important milestone, providing for the first time a new intersectionality with a dynamic and fast-growing community, blah, 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 blah. But we consider esports a promising growing addition to our marketing activities, you know. So, yeah, I mean, that they have to kind of say that, but it, nonetheless, hearing it, like, it, they're considering esports an important way of doing things. My, my only thing is, how many people in esports are going to go and buy a Beamer now, you know? And that's ultimately what BMW are looking for. Um, obviously, they're ha- happy enough with the Cloud9, 
bits is to carry on with it, you know. And they're going with the whole angle of, like, United in rivalry, I'm pretty sure it is, which is an interesting one. So it's, like, actually embracing the fact that these compete against each other. Obviously, they're, they're all in, and League of Legends all good teams. Um, so it's it'll be interesting to see what happens when, say, they're at Worlds or something like that and they're competing against each other. Or G2 and Fnatic, they've got multiple times they, they play each other each year, you know. So, yeah, um, BMW, eSports, bigger. Next of all, FaZe Clan. So, last week spoke, spoke about Jimmy Iovine leading a round um, with Network, a uh, round of investment for FaZe Clan, and now they've announced details on it. So, it's a Series A. They've raised 40 mil, and there's a shit ton of celebrities and, and singers, rappers. Um, what else? We've got athletes. We've got executives. We've got entrepreneurs. So... Yeah, 40 mil, which is about 32 million pounds. Um, so, like, the, some of the names you recognize Pitbull, oh, fucking hell, never mind. Swaley out of Ray Shrimmard, there's Yo Gotti, there's Ray J. You're no Ray J for obvious reasons, and it's not for esports. But but anyway, uh, Offset, who'd already um, had an involvement in FaZe Clan, um, for them, one of the Migos rappers, one of the three. And then we've got the CEO of Epic Records, we've got. Um, Big Boy, who's a legendary radio host, absolutely fucking legend. We've got, um, and then we've got like Mayers Leonard, Niger Houston or Huston, I don't know how to pronounce that, um, Josh Hart, Jamal Murray, like a bun- bunch of people across the entertainment sphere, um, the whole spectrum of entertainment in a sense, including esports and gaming. Um, so, so it's a very interesting one, and um, I believe that for the Series B, they're planning, like they've got like the same caliber of people in a sense like a load of people you'd have heard of but i mean i I think the real big deal in this obviously 40 mil is significant and um it'll enable phase clan to do a lot if they put it in the right places but i think the most significant thing is the opportunity that's here for phase clan if it collaborates with a lot of people that contributed towards this round i mean if they if they can literally create content with with sway lee and and ray j that would be funny as fuck more with offset and and some of the athletes uh like you know, you know what I mean. Like I, I think that's like another level of mainstream interaction that that gaming and esports um could do with, or at least w- would help gaming and esports to get get even further out there. You know, and I think I can't I can't imagine that they would let that opportunity go by. I feel like Phase Clan is is quite a content and lifestyle and and almost like a reality show esque type thing uh, in a sense where anyone could be part of it. But like having these celebrities and athletes and such involved. Um, in content and, and bringing them in the fold and such that'll be fucking huge we've seen face clan mingle like lil yachty and such before anyway and, and juju like it's it's nothing new for them but this opens up a, a, a big set of fucking doors i think for face clan if if they get involved in the way i think they might so yeah i think i've got everything there um for that one yeah i'm just looking at the comment yeah, and it's just bollocks. Like Lee Trink, the CEO of Face Clan, said this round of funding provides capital to continue to reshape the future of sports and entertainment. Like, yeah, it's very generic PR shit. Nothing groundbreaking on that front. But yeah, keep uh, have a look at the full list of people. I'd go on esportsinsider.com, one of the only places it was covered, and the first it was covered actually, uh, the first place you could find it on the internet. Uh, hey, uh, and then yeah. Go check it out and have a, have a real look and, and look into that. As well as like having Jimmy Iovine and fucking network, you know, like that's that's a big, that's a big race for Faith Clan. And I mean, it's, it's probably the most significant, uh, um, like round we've seen in terms of celebrity involvement. Obviously, there's like Shaq and, and J Lo and such, and Will Smith and such other organizations, Energy and, and Gen G. But this 
this is stacked to hell. Obviously, there'll be some people who are, who are involved who we haven't um, been. We're not privy to who it is because no one. It's not as hype as having fucking Offset and Sway Lee and such, you know. But um, yeah, big, big, big um, news for Phase Clan. I haven't seen it spoken about anywhere near as much as I thought I would have. Uh, but a lot of opportunity there beyond just what they can do with with the funds, you know. And next we're going to Riot Games announcing like the initial esports plans for Valorant. I mean, it's it's not as it's not as clear cut as that. It's not like they've said, right, here's the roadmap for year one or anything like that. But they're, they're basically they announced like guidelines for third party um, third party tournament organizers. So we've seen like hundred thieves running events and handboxes running uh, what I believe they're calling the first collegiate one, whatever. Um, so basically, yeah, the Riot Games is saying uh, for the foreseeable future, we're going to let the community host events. And, and shape the future of, of Valorant esports really, and and then um, but they haven't said this bit, which is bit which will be, and then we're gonna come in in like twenty twenty two, completely control the ecosystem, and absolutely make bank off of it. Thank you for doing all the hard work of building up a competitive community for us and showing us how we should run the event. You know that that's what I think of that. Um, is is classing competitive integrity, accessibility, and authenticity at the forefront of his plans. <clears throat> not really fussed about that PR mumbo jumbo but yeah it's, it's doing merit-based competitions where anyone can rise up so we're expecting not just CS CSGO failures and Overwatch failures and, and the people the players that have said for like six games in a row oh this is my game I'm finally gonna go pro we're, we're gonna see those but we're also seemingly uh, gonna see a boom in, in unknown players who are gonna rise through the ranks you know like Booger no one really knew him until he uh, did what he did in in Fortnite, for example. And same with a bunch of other um, creators and, and players that are uh, big on, on uh, Fortnite, really. Apex Legends didn't really do it to the same level. But Valorant seems like it can. And yeah, so Riot Games basically just letting people do the, the hard work for it, which is creating a, a, an engaged community around the competitive side of the game. And, and they can be hands-off uh, if something goes wrong or if like the rule set shit or something like that. There's no real accountability there on Riot Games. They're just seemingly enabling and, and, and approving organizations and tournament organizers and whichever other companies want to get involved for whatever stupid reason um it's just get, giving them approval to go ahead and run things you know uh, i think it's price pool limitations and such but um yeah besides that it, se it seems like um they're just letting the hungry people do it for them and then they'll come in later and and steal the food <laughs> basically all of the food the whole stash but um, nonetheless, Valorant's obviously huge at the moment, so the fact that it's, it's put out guidelines as to who can run what and, and how it's going to operate for the foreseeable future is, is interesting. I mean, it's only in a closed beta still anyway, so um, it's, it's still very early days for Valorant, but Riot Games seems like it knows it's no, it knows what it's doing, to be honest with you. I mean, this is a good approach. You need to, you need to have the community there before you can build upon it with, with your big franchise well long-term partnership leagues or a franchise franchising if they go that route or if they have a circuit-based tournament like you need to have the community there first you need to have a good foundation a good base of players and spectators so big big news there and then on the betting side i think we touched on this last week um so the nevada gaming control board has, has gone fucking ham on esports recently with obviously a drought on on sports means there's not really much to bet on and nevada's um notoriously been quite stringent uh, very tough on on esports, but now uh, it's it's going ham. So the LEC, so the European League of Legends competition, the premier one there. The LCS of so the North American um, League of Legends competition and Overwatch League on April fourteenth, I think it were. Um, 
got got approved for three wager types and then we saw the day after the european masters so like it's it's kind of like the top semi-professional um competition for league of legends in europe that was also uh, approved for for wages for nevada licensed bookies and then same for call of duty league uh, on the 17th so the day after and i actually believe last night though we haven't covered it yet these spots insider because i'm tired I, I need to take a bit of a break off of writing and editing you know um i think the esl won uh the esl rio major for csgo as well i believe that's um been approved as well so from from having basically no esports approved at all to like all of the major leagues and, and some of the biggest tournaments coming up nevada uh, is is really relying seemingly on esports at this point and that's why things are being pushed through and approved so much um I'd say speak to Cody Luongo if you want to um, get more information on it. He's the, basically the gambling writer, esports insider, and, and one of the best in the industry when it comes to the betting and gambling side. And he knows exactly what he's fucking doing. So go go find him. Speak to him if you want to find out more. Uh, stay tuned to ESI because we cover it all there. And yeah, I think that's everything. There's been some other little bits and bobs, some um, renewals of partnerships and some new partnerships and, and such. But I mean, nothing... Nothing overly groundbreaking. There's more sim racing bits with Fox um, Fox Sports taking like the Formula E championship, which has just gone online. Um, Overwatch League, yeah. Uh, Diabolus. I was no. Um, wait, yeah. Diabolus. Is that how you pronounce it? Don't know. English organization. <laughs> no, it's Diabolus. It's Diabolus. Really, I'm taking the piss. Uh, Nick, the, the CEO, will be pissed off with that. Diablos, which is an English esports organization, has partnered with Kappa. Uh, Three-year deal. Kappa is also involved with Vex Gaming, another UK organization. And then uh, RNG, Royal Never Give Up, um, for its Dota 2 team as well. Uh, so, uh, interesting approach to what he's doing. But yeah, creating kit and, and such like that. And, and as I say, there's a lot that's gone on. I'd go on Esports Insider or another website if you want to find out exactly everything that's gone on. But always with the series, just kind of condense it. Find the biggest points and we're away. And yeah, I've gone through everything. Kept it quite short this time. Trying to just keep it moving. Hope you're all feeling well. Every Saturday this will come out. Any suggestions, any, um, any improvements, any feedback at all, let me know. And yeah, I, I think that's everything. So I'll catch you next Saturday. Take care and uh, thank you once again for your time.